All right. Well, you know, Betty just, you know, invited, started the party early for us. So we just going to hop into this episode of Ganja and Grigio. Um, if this is your first time joining us, we are a multicultural team of talented women with various skill sets and backgrounds. And together we discuss all things cannabis, marketing and branding, innovation, go to market, bud tenders, and so much more. Um, the cannabis industry has been busy this past week. Um, and so we're going to kick things off with the big apple goes green. And I think as before we even start this this podcast, I think they the, the vote was today and they did vote to finally legalize recreational cannabis. And I wanted to just highlight some of the things from the bills and what it could mean for the residents. Um, if improved, and it was, the first sale of recreational cannabis will be more than a year out as officials must first face the task of writing the rules that will control a highly regulated market from the regulation of wholesalers and dispensaries to the allocation of cultivating or retail licensing, uh, to the creation of new taxes and a five-member control board that would oversee the industry. Jamie, I know New York is low-key your favorite place in the world. What were your first thoughts when you heard about this? You're on mute, Jamie. Get off of mute. Damn it. See what happens. Um, I tried to play by your rules, but I forgot that I was on mute. Um, yeah, I mean, New York legalizing cannabis is not shocking in any capacity. But what is shocking is how quickly it's happened. It's not legal yet, but it's it's definitely on the path to legalization. And I think it's about to get like really serious. And the reason that I say that is like California and the West Coast is so casual and, um, you know, it's just a very chilled, relaxed lifestyle and New Yorkers mean business. So when we talk about like the actual business of cannabis and getting it to that next stage where, you know, um, it, it's, there's, it's properly resourced and we have, um, we have banking regulations and we have all these other things. It has to start with New York being legalized. So I am so stoked about this news. Um, Betty, you, you're in tech. Was there any whisperings in the industry with this news of, of anything that it could possibly cross over? And what kind of trickle down the effect that we can, can, can expect you know, across other synergies and in other industries? I mean, I got a text message funny that Bucky's on this and we're talking about this because he's in, Bucky, you're in Jersey, right? Um, and he's the one who texted me about it. And look, I'm super excited about, I'm super excited about it being legal in New York. I think the next phase of what you're going to see, hopefully, is like, call it in a couple of years from a tech perspective is D to C, like e-com. I think that's going to be the next wave and not because like, we work at FIBO, but because like that is the next wave. Once once things start getting federally legal, you're gonna, it's going to change the game digitally. Bucky, do you have any thoughts on that? I know I'm putting you on the spot, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate getting put right on the spot. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I am a, a medical marijuana user in uh, the state of New Jersey, have been for quite some time. So I was excited to, to see the news in New York. Uh, I think that's as as Tara, as Tara and Jamie both have said, it's a, it's a game changer uh, for the legalization uh, across the board and making it federally legal. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, I think that you know 
the, the rules and regulations of crossing borders has always been a stress for me. So I'm just curious because New Jersey and Pennsylvania both have their own laws and they're both legal in in state to state for, uh, for uh, medical reasons. When New York goes and the federal starts accepting this, will this be allowed to transport uh, legally from, from border to border? No chance. No chance until it is federally legal for, um, for producers to be able to like grow something in Pennsylvania as an example and ship it to New York um, or, or transport it to New York. It would have to be federally legal for cannabis to cross border lines to be able to be produced in one state and, and sold in another. That being said, I don't know if, um, if you're just talking about like more traditional use cases around like, hey, I live in New Jersey and it's legal in New Jersey and now it's legal in New York. Can I bring my cannabis from New Jersey when I go into New York City for the day? That I, I, I have no idea if those regulations will change. But you can definitely fly it through LAX. Yeah, it's the, I was about to say. Air, yeah. It's the one airport. I, it's the one airport I know you can fly it in and out of. They, are, they, they have, and what's crazy, I think it might have been three or four years ago, LAX had put out this big policy change behind of it. And it's always been not necessarily the fact that you're leaving from California, but wherever you're going and once you land, you're, that's where you're going to have the real issue and where you think um, you're going to have a lot of um, uh, problems, so to speak, was once you land in that other state. But Jamie, you brought up a point about how, you know, banking um, and all these types of different things, now with the fact that New York is now in the mix, um, we're also talking about media capital of the world. Do you think now with New York now accepted as a state, do you think media companies now within the state will start to look um, and work with um, cannabis brands as far as digital platforms, media buys, that kind of play? Yeah, I mean, I think right now money talks. I mean, money always talks, but I think we're in a state of the world where like anything we have considered normal has been like, you know, shaken up and is no longer. And so taking it, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to, I have a different perspective of, you know, I'm Canadian, it's federally legal here and cannabis brands are, and cannabis companies, sorry, media companies are only now starting to, to accept cannabis advertising. It's becoming more normal and regular while it's still stigmatized. Um, I'd say it's becoming more normal. And I would think that once it becomes, um, you know, legalized in New York state, and um, media people and media companies are seeing, um, you know, one dispensaries and people using it, and it's going to become like more regular, and they're going to see that. But also, two, um, money talks, and so I think when you know you've got like a monogram as an example, who w would have the capability to do a quarter million dollar media buy, a million dollar campaign, whatever it is, 
I think really what's going to start pushing the needle with media brands is money. Um, you know, I, I really, really do. And then to further that, once it's direct to consumer, it's game over. Everybody's going to take media. Everybody's going to take cannabis money. Mandy, do you have any thoughts on that with media and, and the cannabis space and how any industries might start to accept advertising dollars from the cannabis industry? No, I 100% agree. I mean, look, people are backdooring media right now. Like, you can't do a direct buy with a media publisher. You have to backdoor it through DMPs and DSPs. I always get the acronyms wrong, but those, Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong on the acronyms, but you have to backdoor through audience buying. And even in that, it's hard to find the DMPs that actually will have an audience that a cannabis brand will want to target. So right now, today's marketing is old. It's almost old school. You're doing like radio, billboard, podcast. For sure, you're doing podcasts. I've heard from a couple um, friends and clients, like they actually get good ROI on podcasts. So you're seeing like a very diverse media mix Whereas other types of brand, non-cannabis, you can do your typical, you're going to buy Google Display Network, you're going to buy search, and you're going to buy Facebook and, and call it a day if your budgets are limited. Cannabis right now, it's like you have a large media mix. You have a very diverse media mix with like a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there. And you're wondering if, if that's going to make a dent or not. So once things become federally legal, D, once it becomes D to C, I think it's going to change the game. Well, let's see how the big apple fares out in all of this. I'm going to be excited to see what brands, partnerships, what new products come out in the marketplace in New York. I know a lot of um, folks just overall are going to be excited for that opportunity just to, to experience that marketplace as they do here in California. Well, I actually wonder, um, you know, when it goes legal in New York State, um, what that would mean for the big tech companies like the Facebooks of the world. Because, you know, right now, Facebook does not allow any cannabis brands to advertise on Instagram um, the or Facebook for that matter. Um, you know, accounts are being taken down constantly. Uh, you know, one of my members um, had her account taken down uh, yesterday and then she started a new one and then it immediately got taken down. And these are legal cannabis companies, you know, like these are, these are real, um, they're business accounts that are like 48 North has been shadow banned in Canada more times than I can even think of. And so that's I, why you have to build your own audience. Yeah. I mean, Betty and I talk about that all the time, right? Like you got, you can't rely on these, on these platforms, but you know, from a traditional marketing mix, who doesn't build a brand thinking of Facebook and Instagram? And so what I think is going to be interesting is how these brands fare. Um, like, it, like if New York opens and that changes, you know, the big tech companies, like MailChimp has kicked me off so many times. And it's like, I'm sending email campaigns to my own audience. 
And so that's what I wonder is when New York goes legal, because to me, like, I know the U.S. is more than New York and L.A., but it's New York and L.A., right? Like, no offense to anyone else. Um, that's where shit gets, and I don't even know LA, I think sometimes more San Francisco, but you know, that's what I'm going to be curious because money talks. So like if Mark Zuckerberg is offered, I mean, that man likes power more than Donald Trump. So like if, you know, if, if, um, dad, <laughs> um, dad. <laughs> the, the motto in cannabis is fuck Zuck for real. Um, so I just wonder if that's going to, if New York going legal is going to move the needle on Facebook. I, we, we're going to have to come back to this, this, this topic in general. And I think we need to, to have a, a, a full podcast discussion and, and invite some friends onto this topic because it's all, it's, it's a, a topic I think within the cannabis industry has been a topic for, I don't know, as long as cannabis has been medicinal in California, now that it's recreational, we're continuing to see this issue happen. So I think we're going to either see one or two things happen where we take guerrilla style and some of the early music industry type marketing techniques where they where hip-hop wasn't supported right by radio stations and they couldn't get spins and so you're going to see independent platforms and, and and different technology um opportunities i think open in the cannabis space space as it regards to marketing switching well, like, gears like uh sorry to interrupt you and this is the last thing i'm going to say on that but like you look at a, a platform like a Cannabuzz, just as an example, and that's the reason it exists, because the cannabis community has been so vilified on Instagram and Facebook that they need a place to gather. But I'm done talking about this now. <laughs> just remember, um, cannabis people can't get a payment processor. They can't. There's just so many hurdles if you're a cannabis brand. That you you gotta just overcome these hurdles, but I do think it's coming. I mean, Jamie, the Mailchimp thing—that's wild. But they do. The tech guys take a stance on if you're a cannabis brand, even if you're like a cannabis agency, they will they will block you just just because they don't. You guys don't sh share the same values. Well, like I run in Canada, uh, you know, a marketing company for bud tenders. I do not touch the plant. I am like uh, at all plant touching, plant facing in any capacity and getting a bank account um, was literally a nightmare. Like, and I'm just a marketing company. So, you know, it's, it's, those are going to be the things that I, I'm the, like, Another state going legal, cool. Another place that I can buy weed, great. But like, is that going to actually change the culture? Is that, and that's the thing that I'm interested in. Uh, switching, moving on. Um, Barcelona, Barcelona has got it rocking this last weekend. 5,000 people attended a concert after receiving a same-day rapid COVID-19 test. Attendee, attendees at the sold-out show were required to wear masks during the concert, but did not have to social distance. According to the local media, the organizers plan to track the number of attendees who test positive for the virus in the upcoming days. 
So over the past few weeks in the United States, I've seen a few tour and festival announcements. Betty, we're starting to see large-scale events. Test the waters. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming back. I mean, look, there's definitely some states are faster than others. Um, but to be honest with you, in Texas, there was... It was Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan, and they had a ten-day they had a ten-day show in Austin, um, and they did the rapid testing every day. Every day you had to, sorry, car drove past me. Um, every day you had to take a rapid test, and if you tested positive, you couldn't get in. If you tested negative, you could get in. And I didn't pull the stats from from the promoters, but it it definitely went well. It was a very similar situation, but obviously less people. A um, couple hundred people in a comedy show, I believe, but shows are coming back. Now, at what capacity? I'm unsure of the 100,000 person festivals, but 10, 20,000, I think those, those will come back this year. And, and you're definitely going to get rapid testing on site. I think if you're going to go big capacity, you're going to have to do a rapid test on site. Sorry, everyone. Which, you know, I think is going to bring up a lot of a lot of questions for people moving on is going to be privacy concerns, medical privacy concerns, um, just a slew of things. But I think people are going to um, negate those concerns because they've been cooped up in the in the house for the past year. And I hope that promoters who may or may not ever get to listen to this podcast realize that people don't, consumers also don't want these shitty ass VIP packages that they used to offer anymore. You're gonna have to ante up. Nobody wants just t-shirts and, and and some branded sunglasses. People are gonna want food. They're gonna want drinks, seating, parking, all kinds of different amenities. Private bathroom, VIP, you know, bathroom access, all of these types of different things. So I hope. Um, uh, promoters are, are, are willing to ante up because I think the consumer will pay for a higher price price point. Jamie, Bucky, any thoughts on festivals? Are you attending a concert out the gate right after COVID? Um, I mean, I'm still in the most lockdown place in the world, so <laughs> you'll have had 20 million concerts before I get to go to one. Um, but yeah, like literally as soon as I have a vaccine as like uh, like my life is going to resume um that being said I fully agree with you like I want my own bathroom as a part of VIP like like I definitely think that that the amenities are going to have to be way more premium with what's going on in the world and people will pay for that experience y'all I love you but tickets are flying off the shelf. Bathroom, no bathroom, nasty oh, bathroom. Sure. Oh, they are flying <laughs> off the shelf. Like, y'all, people just want to get outside of their house. I mean, that like literally, and you guys know, I mean, obviously Bucky and I come from, you know, um, like the e-com world, but we can see the data and it's public data. Like, look, like people want to go to a baseball game, a football game, a minor league game, like, you probably have never heard of some of these teams and you're like, yes, I want to go to that so I can eat a hot dog and drink a Coke and sit next to just some sweaty ass person because I'm vaccinated. I mean, <laughs> OK, I'm not gonna... even okay. not even to that, ex- not to that extreme. I did see the Rams 
um, football, you know, commercial to buy tickets for the next season. And I was like, okay, I can definitely do that. That's open space. That's open ear. I've always done football. You still can't get me to a festival. You still cannot get me to a festival. Give me a good two-hour concert where I'm in and I'm out. I don't need to be in the heat all day with underage kids who don't know how to handle their drugs and or alcohol. But Tyra, what if we just go at 8 o'clock and leave at 11? (laughs) Who the hell is performing at 8 o'clock, man? (laughs) Day festivals. Day festivals. You get a good time slot. It's like 9 o'clock, and then they cut it off at like midnight, which means you really should be getting out the door at 11.30. I mean, yeah. Wait, but Bucky just traveled. I just put Bucky on blast. Bucky, I do this every day to Bucky. I'm so sorry. Bucky, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Are you going to travel? Yeah, I just got back from Denver uh, literally uh, two days ago. I am fully ready to go to the next destination. Uh, I am all about going uh, full transparency. I am vaccinated. So that's that's a big, like, big ordeal. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. And uh, I know baseball is opening up at you know texas rangers 100 capacity we'll, we'll see what how, how how they do but you know 100 capacity at, in in baseball in texas means that they'll probably get 75 percent threshold i know in new jersey in april 1st in like two days they're opening up to 30 35 percent for indoor venues uh for prudential center and whatnot so you know things are opening up and i'll be attending every event possible so yes betty to answer your question i'm going and i'm pumped and not even a single entire entire not even a bathroom to himself. He's ready to go. Nope. That's a, listen. Men 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 have a different experience of going to the bathroom, so they don't want to think about these things. Okay, let's let's be perfectly clear about that. Okay. Yeah. That is real. true. That the, is true. The other week, I went skiing, and I was like out of my house all day, and I had to use a few different public bathrooms, and it was like the first time in a year. And I was like, I forgot how much I hate this. Like, I did not miss this. I forgot how much I hate this. But I'll still go. I'm not complaining. I'll still go. All right. So uh, when we know that everyone's going to enjoy enjoy uh, festivals or events coming up in the new year. But I want to keep things moving. Um, we already know the long marriage between hip-hop and cannabis. And I don't have to list the number of rappers who have jumped into the cannabis industry. Our rapper known as Russ announced his new cannabis line, Chomp, also the name of his upcoming album, in partnership with Wonder Bread. The line features eighth ounce packaging and pre-rolls. I want to ask you guys, is there oversaturation or quote-unquote lack of originality in rap partnerships in weed? In the words of DJ Khaled, another one? It's like, come on. There, there's just so many at this point, and they're all the same. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. And I really haven't heard one that's, like, really good. You know, I mean, like monogram's pretty good. It's expensive. Yeah, but it's it's still good. It's still got a POV. But it, but is it, like, the Gucci of weed? Like, I've never heard anyone say that. I've never heard anyone say that. I haven't been able to find it yet. So it's sold out everywhere. Sold out or is it not everywhere? Right. I mean, and but, that won't that will last for that's that won't last, right? Like it's it's probably small drop now. 
they probably have held back quite a bit to so it feels exclusive. They don't need to make money on it because it's Cura Leaf and Jay-Z. So they're playing the long game. So that illusion of scarcity might just be an illusion. That I don't know. Well, you know, that that scarcity type of marketing and that FOMO marketing does well. You see it in the sneaker world, right? And I always go back to when I talk about cannabis, cannabis culture. It's you know, how do you market? You got to get out of the stereotype marketing. Like you want it to be part of lifestyle, just like how sneakers are a part of lifestyle, right? So yeah, do I think hip hop artists attached to cannabis brands is oversaturated? Yeah, to to a degree. But if, you know, if you have a good product, it, it'll, it'll sell and people want variety. People want to try different things, not your super, um, your person, your super user, right? They're I don't think you're targeting those people, but you're you're targeting the can of curious audience who are willing to try. Someone like me would probably buy the the bougie, more expensive cannabis brand just because like the packaging is real nice, right? Like everybody knows like a Samsung phone is better than an Apple, like just tech wise. But you're gonna buy the Apple because of the swag behind getting an Apple, not just not because you think, oh, the tech is the best. How many times you drop that phone and the glass breaks all the time? But let's be honest, though, Betty. No one has built a product ecosystem like Apple. Like, I am no Apple doubt. Watch, Apple Computer, Apple Phone. I have Apple TV. I have an iPad. Um, yeah, so I have, I have all the products. The only reason why I don't have an Apple HomePod, one of the speaker systems, because I felt that shit was entirely way too expensive for a speaker. But other than that, I, I listen, I'm looking to get an iMac so I can have an at-home system. Like, no one has built an ecosystem like that. So if anybody else would have built an ecosystem like that, I would have been more than happy to try their product, right? Because I love the fact that I have the cloud. I can access documents, yeah. presentations from anywhere. You know, for me, what I don't... what I think frustrates me in seeing a lot of these p- partnerships is that um, that the the, the, the the campaigns are not more encompassing. You know, just like I, I saw a week or two ago that he announced his his tour dates. I would have loved to see how they would have done some type of partnership there with the product. I saw that, you know, celebrities got, you know, the same old seed in box where they got the samples and a T-shirt and, you know, the branding and everything looks great. And, you know, apparently he did a lot of research and development over the past year and, and finding a strain that is motivating, that, that fits his lifestyle, you know, as an artist. And, wants, and then he wants his fan base to, to participate and experience that as well. Um, but also, too, I want to bring up to you guys, Cookie Subsidiary Lemonade just opened up a new location this weekend in Van Nuys. And this dispensary is a hybrid facility where you have a studio cultivation hip-hop museum all on site as well oh wow really yes yeah that's a cultural touch point yeah exactly exactly yeah, we weed maps had that facility i don't know if it's still there i know i know like ghost gaming does stuff there because they also have investment in ghost gaming in the esports world which i also think is an interesting investment from weed map side but they had that pop-up. Jamie, I don't know if you remember this. They had this pop-up with Vice on Coenga and um, I want to say Hollywood. It was in that area. And they had like a really interesting like 
pop-up. It wasn't called the Weed Maps Museum, but it did get a lot of press um, at that time. So I find that I find lemonade really interesting. That's that's pretty cool. I think it moves the culture forward too by by doing something like that. Yeah, and I mean, also, also though with lemonade, what's different, like with what they've done versus what Weed Maps did, is it brings the culture forward, but you can also buy weed there <laughs> so it really ties the whole which is a win-win right right it ties the whole experience together when you're yes, doing that's right weed mouse was like 29 rooms like what refinery 29 did so it was like a bunch of instagrammable rooms but you couldn't buy anything right so like yeah. first of all you're gonna tell me that you're gonna give me an experience like that and not give me the ability to get high before like you know, you need like it. It, it, it perfect. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. No, <laughs> agreed. That is true. That yes, that is true. You know what I mean? It's like that's like saying, "Hey, come to this brewery, but you can't have a beer first, or there's no tasting at the end." Yeah, it's like no, totally stupid. Agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as we get more of these. 360 lifestyle culture pieces and we have the ability to blend cultures and to take from hip-hop and move it into cannabis because they're so intrinsically tied with one another um that's when it all moves forward but I think that the lemonade piece is cool I like it So I want to wrap today's show with probably the most ridiculous shit I've heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I, <laughs> you talk to me every day. <laughs> well, well, it's actually a little bit more ridiculous than you, Jamie. So um, <laughs> a coalition of residents living in Linden Meadows in Carpeteria, which apparently oh, is part is of Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara County, are three years into what they're calling a speaking up about their concerns regarding the odor of cannabis greenhouses adjacent to their neighborhood. The residents have brought their complaints to the city council and the Santa Barbara County Board of Supervisors. Some of them have even gone as far as filing lawsuits against local business, the local businesses running the greenhouses. And here's a quote from one of the residents, okay? And our grave concern is what kind of environmental impact will this have on birds, small mammals, amphibians, pets, children, and the elderly? We are asking for the growers to have more consideration for the citizens of this city. Please don't put money over compassion. Now, <laughs> I'm not necessarily laughing at them. But if you live next to a cow farm, would you go over there and tell the farmer, hey, yo, can you prevent the odor of your cows from getting over here, please? Like, it, there's, there's something that's bothering us and we cannot breathe. The odor is just overtaking. I'm going to let you guys. Yo, like <laughs> cow manure? Like cow manure? Like people like, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, you, you've gotten a wave of cow manure before. Like, that's wild. All I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say like yo if I've smelled cow manure before I'd rather smell a farm of cannabis so that's, I that's what I got. I just feel I just feel like it's saying like hey I'm a vegan so don't barbecue your steak in the in the 
yard next door. And, you know, like to, to say like, be concerned for the birds, like cannabis is grown from the, from the land. Like, I'm pretty sure the birds can handle it. So that's just, that's Karen on a whole other level. Well, you know, Jamie, I just wanted you to say it because I wish I <laughs> yeah, wish I wanted you to everyone, say that too. Yeah, yeah. I want I want everyone who can possibly get to a computer to Google this because I want you to see the picture of the neighborhood. Um, I guess you want to call them evangelists or whatever. And they do look like a whole group of just 60, 70, 80 year old Karen's who are just upset. You know, they're even to the point where they're discussing that it's going to devalue their property, that the sense is going to. I'm like, you're three years into this. Clearly, no one gives a shit what you guys think. But I mean, hey, if I'm retired, living in Santa Barbara with nothing better to do, then I guess I would complain all day. Yeah, I think a lot of people have a problem with the direction that the the progressive direction the world is going in. And it's another, um, it's an, when you complain about things like that, it's another way of saying, like, I'm not okay with the progress that the world is making. Um, but get over it. It's just weed. I mean, look, we're about to hit roaring 20s. That's how people, I said it on the last one, roaring 20s, prohibition. We're back in that cycle. Like, everybody was hating on alcohol, like, a long time ago. I mean, we're, we're. We're reverting back in, in a, some sense. Um, well, listen, I think we talked about some good things and bad things that's happening in this space today. Bucky, uh, thank you for being our Oh, thank you so much for having guest. me. Uh, yeah, I appreciate Bucky, it. This has been great. So, so, Bucky, before we end out, I have to know, like, what is your favorite form of consumption? Are you edibles? Are you a drink? Vape. Are you a flower? Vape. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Vape. Okay. Um, are you? I, I can't say indica sativa because they're really not indica sativas. But do you have a, a favorite strain? Yeah, uh, I do. Um, there is well, it's sativa, um, and then uh, there is one that like mango that I'm into right now. Okay, it's a mango flavor. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. You like the mango terpene, or you like it's a mango strain? It's like a mango haze. Yeah, the, the mango haze, yes. Got it. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Bucky. And thank you for everyone that was able to join us today. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday, 4 p.m. PST. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week. You can follow us on our social media platforms, Bouquet Agency, B-U-K-E-I Agency. And thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, Tara. Good night.